This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Nice to have you along on this sunny afternoon in Toronto. U.S. stocks remain volatile in midday trading after yesterday's historic decline for the Dow Jones. The TSX is also down, but we're down around 100 points on both, as opposed to 1,175 points. That was the drop at the end of the day yesterday for the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the biggest one-day decline in the history of the Dow Jones. If you've been an investor through your adult life, then you know that ups and downs in the market are normal and expected. But is this particular drop, was it, is it normal and expected? If you're looking for investment advice, now is the time to call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Joining us with this professional and trusted advice that we need to know today is Susan Latramoy, Director of the Latramoy Group at Richardson GMP. Susan, thanks for your help on this. My pleasure. So it is always best not to react quickly, right? That's what most investors will tell us. Exactly. In terms of not reacting too quickly, what would you classify as being not too quickly? How long do you wait to see how things go? Well, in a perfect world, you would have had an investment plan that you would have worked out with your advisor by now so that you're not just left to your own devices, your own emotions to react in this market. Investing is really a long-term gain, um, and it's not something that you should just be whipping in and out of the market just based on what you hear on the news. Right. So you highly advise if you don't have an investor, you should have one and they should have put your money in certain areas of your portfolio that would withstand something like this. Exactly. Exactly. It really all starts with what your needs are. So with your advisor, and that's the important part is to have somebody that you can work with, they should really understand what your goals are, what your needs for your money, the time horizon that you have to invest the money what your risk tolerance is, do you need any income from the portfolio? These are things that should be worked out in the calm of the day when you can sit across the table and really have a good discussion about what your needs are. And then the advisor should put together an investment plan that would properly diversify the portfolio, create a balanced portfolio that you can stick to when the seas get rough as they are right now. Let's put uh, yesterday's decline and today's for that matter, uh, which is certainly not nearly as substantial at the moment, in perspective, if you could. Sure. We're just used to a long period of very smooth markets. We've had nice, stable, upward-trending markets for several years now, and we're just not used to the volatility of the last couple of days. So this is more normal market conditions that markets do go up and down. But we kind of got lulled into thinking that it was just going to be a straight ride. 
As we've uh, read in the headlines and uh, even here on my newscast this morning, we're trying to, as news anchors and business analysts, put into perspective what happened yesterday. We do know that the dip of 1,175 points is the largest point drop in history for the Dow. But I'm also reading that that decline doesn't even make the top 20 biggest percentage drops for the Dow, which is somewhat comforting. Yes, for sure. Yeah, we've seen much worse in history, certainly in my 35-year career working in the investment markets. We have seen worse. I think what we're in right now is really more of a correction. It's just that people weren't ready for it because, as I say, we've been so used to the calm, steady, upward-trending markets of the last few years. So I would tend to not make a big um, panic of this, but rather make sure you've got your plans in place and stick to the plan. The worst thing you can do is become emotional and press the button to sell or call your advisor in a panic and have them sell everything. The whole uh, way to make money in the market is to um, buy when the prices are down and then sell when they've reached maximum value, not the reverse. And that's what you'd be doing if you were pressing the sell button today. Our advisor, Susan Latremoy, uh, today with us on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Jane for Libby, if you are looking for some investment advice, now is the time to call 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740, toll free. Let's talk about the criteria for a correction. This is the word that we've been hearing uh, for the last couple of days, and you mentioned it as well. Sure. The criteria for correction is really a drop of several percentage points up to a sort of a 20 or 30 percent. That would be like a very uh, steep correction. And the difference between a correction and a bear market has to do with the length of time. So a correction just means that we've got a dip happening right now. It could last a day, two days, or, or keep going. But if it really were to drop a lot and sustain itself at a very low level, we might say that we've entered a bear market. I don't think we're entering a bear market right now. All the indicators are that the economy is strong and that, um, that, uh, you know, business is is happening and uh, profits are good and so on. Um, But, you know, nobody knows for sure. What we have to do is come back to the individual, the unique situation of each person and what the money is for, when they're going to need it, and that should dictate how you should be invested, not what the whims of the market are today, yesterday, tomorrow, etc. Let's talk about the various investment options that are affected short-term and long-term. Most people in their Zoomer years have their mutual funds, uh, their RSPs that they're ready to use upon retirement or later in life. Uh, And those typically, I mean, we're looking at long-term with those, right? I mean, Exactly, yes. yes. Yeah, you wouldn't buy a mutual fund that invests in the stock market. If you had anything under, I usually say a three to five-year time, horizon. The only kind of mutual fund you'd buy for shorter term than that would be a money market fund, which would just be a fund to hold your cash because you needed that cash for some immediate purchase or investment in the next uh, year to two or three years. But if you're really thinking about your Zoomer years and using this money and you might live to age 100, then you have to have a long-term game plan than that. Certainly when uh you turn 71, you have to convert your RSPs into a RIF and start withdrawing that money. But uh, again, that money is going to be withdrawn over the period of your lifetime. 
So at what point should you be talking to your investor about tweaking your portfolio um, You know, when, say, retirement is getting closer on the horizon? Sure. Well, I'm a big believer in taking a holistic approach to both financial planning and investment advice. So in a perfect world, you would have started to find the right advisor when you were in your 40s, 50s, and that's not too early to start thinking about planning for retirement. Um, your advisor at that point should help you uh, by running some financial projections to say, here's how much money you have today. Here's what your anticipated lifestyle will be in your retirement years. Therefore, what is the rate of return you need to get you there? And then that would frame the approach to investing that you would take. And from that, your advisor would help you develop an investment plan that you can adhere to so that when markets get rocky, as they have been the last few days, you're not thrown off course. You're still saying, okay, I can withstand this. I know that my my goals and my retirement is in the future, and I'm going to stay the course. And if you are withdrawing money from your saved mutual fund RSPs after all these years of saving, you're probably already in a situation where you're in a far less risky uh, portfolio than you would have been 20 years prior. Sure. Well, you take the money that you are going to withdraw or need to withdraw within the next year to three years, and you shore that up more in a money market or short-term investment. But the money that you know can stay invested for 3, 5, 10, 20 years should definitely be more into the growth part of the market, uh, dividend-paying stocks, that sort of thing. But it's really about setting up the portfolio to address your individual needs. And the the way we do things is no two people are the same, so we customize everything for each individual, when they're going to retire, how much money they're going to need, what markets are doing, and so on. I'm speaking with Susan Latramoy, director of the Latramoy Group at Richardson GMP, about uh, the ups and downs on the market. The very substantial drop yesterday of 1,175 points, 666 points on the Dow uh, this past Friday. So once it starts to happen for two and three days, that's when people get jittery. And our financial analyst here at Zoomer Radio, Kim Parley, was saying when it starts to make headlines in the mainstream media, that that's when everybody wants to talk about it. And that's when you start to get all these calls, and I'm sure from your clients as well. So what kinds of reassurance are you offering your clients, Susan? Because I'm sure you've received lots of emails and phone calls in the last day. Well, actually, our clients have been pretty quiet because they've been educated and worked with over the years to know that this kind of market volatility is is part of the game. So we actually haven't been inundated with calls, and that's because our clients have really got well-thought-out, planned portfolios, and we're in regular contact with them with uh, portfolio reviews and talking to them about their life situations and needs. So I would say the panic really arises when people are trying to do this kind of investing on their own without professional advice or just listening to news, watching the tickers, and they get very emotional about it. And investing on emotion is about the worst thing you can do because human nature will always make you run for the hills when you get scared. And that's counterintuitive to the way that you make money in the market. The ideal way is you buy when things are low and you watch and if you're in the right investments, then you sell them off when they go up. And that's uh, really how to make money in the market, not by 
reacting to the news or reacting to short-term corrections in the market. So I guess uh, you know, as an investor, you feel pretty good about the job you've done in preparing your clients if the phone isn't ringing and the emails aren't coming in during a time like this. Right. For us, it's year-round work through thick and thin of meeting with our clients, discussing their needs, adapting their plans. If somebody says all of a sudden, you know, they have a health issue and they have to stop working or um, someone dies and they, they're inheriting money or they decide to sell a house and downsize, all of these are life events that impact how we're investing their portfolio. And we're really on track with what's happening in their lives so that their portfolios are designed on a personalized basis to, to really negotiate whatever happens in the market. It's more about meeting their needs than following the ups and downs of the market. Let's talk about other scary days in history. Uh, More recently, uh, after the Brexit vote, which wasn't it was a year and a half ago, we had a plunge on the stock markets, and I bet a lot of people have forgotten about that. That's for sure. Whenever we've had um, big news events in the economy or in politics in the world, you tend to get a very short-term knee-jerk reaction. Although, you know, sometimes it goes up. When Trump got elected, the market actually went up, even though that was uh, not what was expected by most people. So in the very short term, I would say the market, and this is uh, what Warren Buffett, the famous investor, always says, in the short term, the market is more like a popularity contest. And in the long term, though, it's what's called a weighing machine. The market is a store of value in the long term. So it is normal to see the markets react on news, but it's really not what drives the market long term. What drives the market long term has more to do with corporate profits. Is capitalism alive and well? Are companies making money? And the other is interest rates. Yes, and in terms of interest rates and inflation, which is what I understand drove the the, the last couple of declines over mm-hmm. the last couple of days in New York, explain for us and put that in perspective of inflation and interest rates and, and how, how concerned people should be, especially if they've borrowed money. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, if you've borrowed money, you really have to keep an eye on your borrowing rate. And Um, you should have made sure that your borrowing could withstand a certain increase in interest rates and not uh, be detrimental to your financial health just because interest rates ticked up a little bit. But actually, I would say that the, the fact that the market went down on concerns of interest rates going up and inflation going up means that the underlying economy is strong. So we're not worried about a collapse in the economy or a recession right now. But clearly, when inflation ticks up, you want to be in stocks because they, they correlate to inflation. And if interest rates get high enough, then they can provide competition for the stock market. In other words, why would you want to invest and earn 5% in, a, in the market if you could be guaranteed to earn 5% on a bond or a GIC? Yes. But we're a long way from there right now. And when, when you are say nowhere near competitive right now, right? But when you say a long way from now, in terms of speculation, when do you think that that might happen? I don't see it happening anytime soon. I really don't. I don't think we're going back to those high interest rate days anytime soon. But again, nobody knows for sure. I think the main thing is to come back to your own needs, work with your advisor to design the portfolio that's going to carry you through your life. In other words, you're going to match your investments to what your needs are for income, for safety, for growth, and so on. Because it's, it's almost like if you're, if you're not doing it that way, 
as the market would be equated to um, the seas being topsy-turvy, you don't want to be that little cork bobbing on the ocean. You'd rather be the shark that's swimming 20 feet under where it's smooth, peaceful, and you know where you're going. Absolutely. And Susan, one last question in terms of offering a little bit more insurance uh, and reassurance, uh, for that matter. Uh, Many of our listeners will remember very well Black Monday in 1987, uh, when we had a huge sell-off, and much older listeners will, of course, remember the stock market crash of 1929, which spawned the Great Depression. What's happening over the last couple of days? Is there any likeness at all to that time in history? Um, Quite frankly, I don't see it. Um, I wasn't around in 1929, but I do remember the crash of 87 for sure. I was uh, in the business working at that time. But I would say now that, um, like I said at the beginning, that we've been so used to smooth, steady markets that when we get a correction, we're kind of in panic mode. But really, we should accept that corrections like we've seen are a normal part of the market's movement up and down. And I don't want to read too much into it. I mean, again, I don't have the crystal ball. I don't know anyone that does. But I think that the best advice here is to really stay the course and be sure that you've worked out your plan with your advisor. Take that holistic approach where you're looking at your financial plan and your investment plan and make sure the two are compatible. Okay, great advice. I've enjoyed our conversation, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. Susan Latramoy, director of the Latramoy Group at Richardson GMP. You're listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I'm Jane Brown for Libby. Libby is back tomorrow. She's enjoying a day off today. We're going to change topics now. Uh, first of all, later in the show, I want you to get ready to pick up the phone. I want to hear what you think about the change in lyrics for O Canada, because O Canada, with its uh, new gender-neutral lyrics, will be heard publicly for the first time when Canada wins gold in South Korea. So you want to stay by the phones for that. And coming up next, I'll also give you the numbers. Uh, We've heard from the King Street restaurant owners who are opposed to the King Street pilot project, which prioritizes streetcar service. Today, you'll hear from the transit riders, cyclists, and business owners who like it. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. That's next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.